maybe like us, you've heard people use the term action learning, and you've wondered whether it's as simple as it sounds or whether there's more to it. In today's episode, we're going to briefly explain action learning and point you to some great resources if you're interested in learning more. So we need to start by introducing you to Reg Revens, who actually developed the idea of action learning back in the 1940s. Revens studied, studied astrophysics, and once he finished up, he ended up in Cambridge at the Cavendish Laboratory with Ernest Rutherford, a New Zealander, John, and Joseph John Thompson. Rutherford and Thompson were two of five Nobel Prize winners in the lab. So how amazing is that? While you might think that they would feel as though they knew it all, apparently the openness of the scientists to peer review had a strong influence on Revan's thinking. The culture of the lab was that everyone was there to learn. Revan's noted the importance of the need to ask the silly questions and not to pretend that you have the answers somewhere at hand. The lab held weekly um, seminars where if you were speaking, you had to describe where your research was not going well. Uh, John, it sounds like a really amazing environment to be part of. Oh, that's fabulous, Denise, and amazing that he was a Kiwi as well. In 1945, Revens took a job with the National Coal Board in the UK as a Director of Education, and it's here that he had to develop an education plan. So Reg adapted what had been done in the Cavendish lab and got groups of pit managers meeting together in small groups to ask each other questions. And in doing that, he helped them find their own solutions to the problems they had. Apparently, productivity increased by 30% in the cold wood because of this approach, Denise. That's Pretty cool, John. <laughs> Revens worked at the University of Manchester and then established an action learning program in Belgium. He developed collaborative approaches uh, to do this. In the 1970s and 80s, he wrote a number of books outlining the process of action learning as a means of helping people to learn with and from each other. He died in 2003. Also, fun fact, John, he was a long jumper and represented Britain in the Olympics in 1928, although he didn't get a medal placing. But at the British Empire Games in 1930, he won a silver medal in both the long and the triple jump. Wow, that's just so amazing, Denise. In terms of action learning, Revens came up with a formula, L equals P plus Q. That is, learning equals programmed knowledge plus questioning insight. Another of his ideas became known as Revan's Law. This states that in order for an organization to survive, this, the rate of learning must be equal to or greater than the rate of change in the external environment. Isn't that amazing, Denise? It is, John, and fascinating to think through. So what's the takeaway for us as enablers of change in this? Well, at its heart, action learning emphasizes learning from each other's successes and failures rather than from experts. And it's been embraced by extensionists and used a lot in agricultural circles under a range of names from participatory extension, participatory learning in action, farmer first, farmer networks, study circles and peer-to-peer -peer learning. We've put just a small selection of papers that showcase what's been done into the show notes, but we're sure you'll know of others. In Australia, action learning underpinned extension thought and training at Hawkesbury, 
at Western Sydney University, and then at the Rural Extension Centre at Gatton. And then there's Bob Dick, who we've mentioned in an earlier episode, who is an action learning and research specialist based in Brisbane. We've added some of his resources into the show notes as well, since we think they provide some great ideas and give much more detail than we ever could in a short episode. So to sum up, action learning from Reg Revens to Bob Dick is a process where groups of people come together to learn from their experiences and each other. If you are keen to know where to start now that you have a bit of an idea of what action learning is all about, we recommend having a read of the resource developed by the New South Wales government we've listed in the show notes. This outlines some of the processes and practices we need to set up to put action learning into action. To briefly summarise, there are five steps to an action learning process once an issue has been identified. Step one, we start with a brief introduction where the group member who identified the issue is given five minutes to describe the issue in more detail. The second step is where we explore the issue. Group members ask questions to explore the issue and the implications for action. In the third step, we define the problem. The group members make statements that seek to define the problem. Then the issue owner prioritizes these statements into a list and creates a question to ask the group. In the fourth step, we consult. In this step, group members offer ideas, solution, and or advice. This enables the issue owner to identify any actions to implement. Actions should be specific and achievable. Finally, in the fifth step, Um, It's evaluation. This is where everyone in the group has an opportunity to reflect on the process. It's a neat little process, John. And so now you've heard our thoughts. We'd like to hear yours so we can learn from your experiences. Add a comment below the blog post and include any other papers or resources you found useful. We don't just want this to be a one-way conversation. So please join in by sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Thanks, folks, for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. Remember to subscribe to our newsletter if you'd like to know when new episodes are available. And if you liked what you heard, please tell your friends so they too can join the conversation. All the best until we meet again.